Hi there, this is Michael with Falling Up Radio. I'm really excited. We're, we're doing today's podcast a little bit differently. I'm actually live. Normally, we, we do the Zoom, and somebody's in one location, and I'm in another location. But in this case, today, I'm down in Tracy, California, at Tom and John and Speak from Yoga Tracy Studio. And we're going to have a little bit of fun today and, and talk about some, some new things. So I'm really excited. I wanted to mention, especially if you're listening to this on the, on the video, on the, on the web page here down below, you can just go down and get a free copy of Falling Down, Getting Up. This is my number one best-selling book in yoga, stress, and recovery. So go ahead, download your, your book now. And I also wanted to mention something. I'm really excited about this. I decided to uh, test out to see what some hats would look like. So I made these great little hats, <laughs> falling up radio. I mean, look at that. Isn't that a great hat? And I got some more coming today. This is black. I got some dark blue ones coming today, too. I don't have any way for you to buy one yet, but I want um, you to be able to do that. So pretty soon, I'm going to have these available for sale as well. So I wanted to mention that. And you know, sometimes people ask me, what is Falling Up Radio? Falling Up Radio is really a show about letting you know and all of us know that no matter how far you've fallen, no matter how sick you are, no matter how broke you've been, even if you've been homeless, there is a way back up. You know, every single one of us has had challenges in their life and struggles and everything else. It's just part of life. But it's how do we go through it and how do we release our mind to really allow something new to come in. So that's the purpose of this show. We're going to talk more about that as, as well with John Lund. And then we're going to have some little, a little bit of fun today, too. And we're going to walk around this incredible yoga studio and this vibrant health center that Tom and John Lund have created. So let's get right to our guest. Um, John Lund, Tom isn't here today. Jo John Lund is, is here today. Yeah, this is, this is John Lund right here. John Lund first started doing hot yoga, Bikram yoga in 2008. Her original thought was that she wanted to lose a little bit of weight, maybe 20, 25 pounds, something like that. She had some uh, shoulder pain and she had, had also let go of, of drinking and had become sober in her life as well. And she knew after her very first class, I don't want to let all the cats out of the bag here, but she knew after her very first class she was going to teach. And I will say one other thing, three weeks, three weeks after doing this, after starting this yoga, she bought both her husband and herself a yearly membership because she just knew that it had to be part of their life. And the other thing, you know, she really wanted the voices in the head to stop. You know how that bounces around. And I don't know about you, but the voices in my head, it's, um, it's in the, the Untethered Soul, I believe, that the yeah. book where it talks about, would you be friends with the voices in your head if they were another person? Most of the time, <laughs> no way. So, Anyway, um, oh yeah, Jonathan was also, when she started doing this yoga, she was a victim's advocate for a women's center in San Joaquin County, and um, she's really an inspiring person. So I, I want to welcome you, Jonathan, to uh, the show Falling Up Radio. So welcome. Thanks, 
Michael. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where to look. I'm going to look there, here. Look, look okay. there. Yeah, I'm well, talking to you, but I'm looking you're, to you're, you're, you're looking there. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So again, we're straight from your studio. Yes. And before we go back to the, you know, when you first started doing the yoga, here you are. You've created this incredible, <laughs> beautiful space. Could you have ever imagined this, you know, 10 no. years ago or 11 years ago when uh, you started? No. No, uh, 10 or 11 years ago when I first started doing this yoga, like you said, I simply wanted to lose weight. I had made a lot of really positive changes in my life. Um, I had stopped drinking a few years before. I had stopped smoking. And um, there were still some areas of my life that I needed to improve. And some of that was just really intense self-care. And uh, so, yeah, I came for to lose 25 pounds and, it, and I gained a life. Yeah. Um, and that's what surprised me more than anything. And I yeah. knew, I knew right away I was gaining a life. I knew something happened in there that never happened to me yeah. before. And I know you a little bit, but I don't know <laughs> your, all of your story. Yeah. But one of the things that you told me earlier is that, you know, the relationship between you and your husband, Tom, mm -hmm. really began to shift as a result of the yoga. Can you yeah. tell the listeners a little bit about sure, that? Sure, I can. So Tom and I... Um, we, you know, we were just doing your average American thing, got married, had kids, both of us were working and uh, life happened. Some of it great, some of it not so great. And all of it completely makes sense today, the way that it happened. And um, what we, you know, we just realized a few years in is that we're doing our own thing. I mean, luckily we had two children and, um, when I started practicing, I believe they were nine and 12. So they, we were still doing things together on the weekend as a family, but if it was just Tom and I, we had nothing in common as far as any kind of activities. He would go ride his dirt bike, ride his wakeboard, go snowboarding. And I was basically just along to make the sandwiches because so, I- So wait, wait a minute, let me interrupt stuff. you. Yes. Let me interrupt you. So you married a guy you had nothing in common with. Well, he was really cute. So I got to oh, explain. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Okay. Right. I got to explain. Yeah. He's really, really cute and he loved me. And okay. so, um, yeah, Tom and I met when we were very young. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, okay. um, I met Tom when I was 14. He was 17. And I married him when I was 19. So, how many years have you been married? I know you uh, just next month that. is going to be 29 years. 29 years. Yeah. That's remarkable, especially <laughs> in today's world. Yep. Next month's going to be 29 years. I just, yeah. uh, Kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go back a little bit. I know at 14, you were a dancer quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Your competition and maybe even a little bit of professional work. Tell, tell the mm -hmm. listeners about that. Sure. And some of what you started even experiencing physically back then. Um, well, I had been dancing at that point. Um, I got my first paid job as a dancer when I was 14 years old. Um, but I started dancing at a very young age. My mom took my sister to tap dance and I was too young to go. And so I would stand outside the glass and um, watch class. And I was doing everything just as good as the five-year-olds. And I was probably three at the time. So Mr. Mm -hmm. Ross actually said, just let her come in. And I remember actually going and buying my very first pair of tap shoes. Now, so, wait, wait, wait a minute. This is yeah. three years old dancing with the five-year-old. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. 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 And so I got to go in and, and I danced pretty much every day of my life from then until I was about mm, 21. And um, physically, I, 
you know, I never really had any issues. And when you had asked me about that earlier, I'm not sure that any of the stuff with my hips, any of the chronic pain from my hips, um, every now and then one of my knees, I'm not 100% sure it came from dance because uh, I've also been a hairdresser for many years. Mm. Um, I've been a hairdresser since I was 18. And so I did hair for many, many years and the shoes I wore were not very uh, sensible. They were mm -hmm. always really high, and I would stand anywhere from 10, 12, 14, 16 hours yeah, a day. But you're, you're not a hairdresser anymore. I'm not a hairdresser okay. anymore. However, I still have my license. Oh, okay. And I'm still pretty darn good. Okay. Well, I yeah. need my hair cut pretty soon. So, yeah. Yeah. I know okay. a great barber. Okay. <laughs> so I think a lot of it was just from, from standing years and years and years and holding a baby on my hip. Mm -hmm. That's so, what I really attribute it to. So as you were growing up and you got into your 20s and stuff, were you physically active at the time? Were you like a runner nope. or did you do anything? Nope. Do you want to know gym? something funny? Yeah. I've never ran a mile in my entire life. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I always got out of it when I was in school. I went to a high school for visual and performing arts. Oh. And so um, when it was time to do presidential physical fitness, we always got out of it because we were dancers. Mm. And um, we got our dance teacher to say that running was bad for our knees so we could walk the mile, but we didn't have to run a mile. I've never ran a mile in my life and I don't plan to anytime soon. Con congratulations. So if you ever see me running, you should run too. Yeah, it's like there's a bear after <laughs> yes. you. Or, or you yes. told me the, the other day that you and Tom were coming back from the mountains and you saw a cougar. We saw a mountain lion. Or mountain lion. Yeah, oh, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, but we were in the car. Oh, you were in the car. Yeah, we okay, were driving. So, yeah, well, we never safe. run from a cougar. <laughs> Trust me on that one, okay? Never run from a cougar. An actual cougar or like the cougar cougar you see in the nightclubs? Well. Probably both. Probably both. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you first started doing yoga, why did you go into this yoga studio? I know you mentioned that you want to lose a little bit of weight okay. and, and all this, but... What drove you that first time to go in? You no, know, I really, I'm, I, sometimes I wonder what drove me as well. So I've been practicing a different form of yoga for about a year and a half because I quickly learned, because at some point I decided I need to start taking care of myself. I was in my thirties, overweight. And um, so I started going to the gym and uh, I never enjoyed going to the gym. I thought it was very boring when you come from a dance background, you know, it's, it's, and so it was just like, I so would you, you were doing like aerobics and some weights or what were you? Doing? I wasn't doing aerobics. Um, I was just doing, I was lifting weights and doing mm -hmm. like the treadmill and climbing the staircase to nowhere. And yeah. at some point That's along the, st the, the stairmaster to nowhere. Yeah. yeah. The staircase yeah. to nowhere. Yeah. And I realized some part of me realized like, this can't be that good for me because I have to be distracted. I have to have a book. There's the TV in front of me. Like I'm so distracted because I want to be anywhere but here. Yeah. But I feel like I have to do this because apparently working out's good for me. Yeah. And so at some point I saw a sign advertising yoga in the gym. And I was like, oh, wait, I can go to the gym, but not actually work out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Kind of stretch a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. still going to the gym. And so I started uh, practicing yoga there. I followed my yoga teacher to her house. And uh, it was a different style of yoga. But I loved the stretching and I loved... Um, now, why did you follow her to her house? Oh, because she wanted to teach yoga that was what she considered real yoga, not just what you could take okay, in the gym. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So she, she had classes at her house. Yeah, so she had classes at okay. her house. No, I didn't stop her. Okay, I, I wasn't I, I sure. I felt like it. Yeah, okay. 
No, she knew I was following her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had her permission. She gave me her okay. address. And so, uh, anyway, she, I've been practicing with her for about a year and a half. She's from India. She went home to India. She was gone for about a month. And I thought, oh man, I can't not do yoga for a month. And I'm, I don't know how to do yoga on mm -hmm. my own. Mm -hmm. I need somebody to tell me what to do. And I remembered the studio opened about 30 miles from my house where I live is considered a small town for California. There's our studio and now there's one other yoga studio in town. That's it. But at the time mm -hmm. there was nothing. If she was gone, there was no yoga in town. So uh, that was in 2008. Gas prices in California were over $5 a gallon at the time. And I get this bright idea. I'm going to drive 30 miles each way to go take to, this. To go to yoga yoga class. Yeah. And so each yoga class, I mean, it was costing me, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 bucks on top of having a membership. Right. <laughs> but it was, yeah. that was worth it. Yeah. No, let, let, let's go back before you bought the membership. Cause mm -hmm. I know you went into the studio mm. and then how soon after that did you bring Tom? In? Okay. So I took my first class, um, actually on June 30th of 2008. Tom took his first class on July 9th of 2008. So it was actually nine or 10 days later. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how'd you drag him in? Had you been doing yoga every day or? Um, I'd actually only gone a few times, but I talked about it nonstop um, because what I experienced in that <coughs> first class was literally life changing. And so I talked about it nonstop. Uh, after my first class, my teacher said, oh, you should buy the book. Well, I bought the book. Oh, you're the teacher. You're telling me what I should do. I guess I should do that. So I did it. I didn't. And that was the it. yoga book. Yeah, it okay. was the Bikram yoga book. Okay. And so anything the teacher said, do, I just did. I didn't know that there was an option. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I just did it. just did it. Yeah, yeah, so I just did it. And in my first 30 days, uh, oh, how did I drag him in? Yeah, so you're nine days later, he came in. Uh-huh. So I said to him, this is how I drug him in. I said, hey, babe, guess what we're going to do? And he said, what? And I said, we're, you're going we're, we're gonna to go to hot yoga. And he said, that sounds horrible. Uh, he'd done yoga before. He's like, yoga is so boring. And that sounds awful. And uh, I said, well, don't worry about it. Just try it. It's not that big of a deal. And, you know, and, and according to him, he says, um, well, I love you more than anybody else in the world. And if you ask me to do something, then I'm going to try it. There yeah. must be a reason for yeah. it. And I stuck with it because of how it felt body and mind. Um, and he stuck with it a little bit more out of a competitive spirit. So, so when, when he came though, mm -hmm. that first time, yeah. did he like it? Uh, nope. Nope. No, it was hard. He was, you know, he was uh, a wrestler in high school and so he was used to that hot sweaty intense workout cutting weight and all that kind of stuff and uh he said it was the hardest thing he'd ever done really yeah physically the hardest thing he'd ever but done. but did he want to come back or was it just yes. like okay i did this for you honey and no more no this is why he came back he said that was hard and i'm not going to quit just because it was hard oh there was a woman in class that was at least 60 years old that day in the front row doing everything and doing everything really well and wow. he's like i'll be damned if i don't come back and good, get good at this so his yeah. plan was he was going to just do yoga until he got good so 10 and a half and years he's still later, doing it yeah okay yeah yeah so how <laughs> i know really early on 
you made a total commitment. <laughs> totally. And you, you bought a year's worth of yoga and you bought Tom a year. Did yes. he know? No, he had no idea. When, when, when that happened? He had no idea. So he was on like a 10-day intro. I was on a 30-day intro and they were going to be up right around the same time. And so uh, I remember standing there at the desk and I was like, I don't know. I have a hard time sticking with things. And the teacher said, yeah, I think you're going to stick with this. You should get the year. And again, I just got the year. Oh, okay. I should get the year. Yeah, I should get the year. And then I said, well, his package is going to be up. I might as well just get him the year. It's no brainer. He doesn't have to think about it. And he wasn't there. No, he totally wasn't there. And he didn't know you were going to do that. No, he had absolutely no idea. And what did he say when you came home and said, hey, honey? Uh, Did he say cool? Did he say, oh, my gosh? I think he was just like, all right. I don't even remember his reaction. I just remember buying it. I don't really remember his reaction. I think he was like, well, I guess we're in this. I guess we're going to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess we're going to do this. Yeah. And so how many times when you first started, were you coming couple times a week, five times every day. How often were you coming? Mentally, I was there every single minute of every single day that I was awake and coherent. Yeah. And physically, but mentally, yeah. Yeah, physically, I was there. In my first 30 days, I think I only went to class maybe eight to 10 times. Okay. I was on vacation during some of it. I went to Florida. I went to Mexico. And, but you still uh, got your yoga in when you could. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you started on your yearly... And you were back five, six days a week, all five, the time, six every days day. a week. Yeah. No and what, what did you begin to notice early on? What, what were you feeling? You know what yoga, the easiest way to describe it is yoga made me feel like me, mm. the me I always wanted to be. Yeah. The me that I had been looking for my entire life. Mm-hmm. In fact, what I, after that first class, I, I came out of class and I forgot that I was even there to lose 25 pounds because I came out and I felt so great. I called my friend on the phone and I said, Liesl, she goes, yeah. And I said, I just did the craziest thing. She goes, what? I said, I did this Bikram yoga. She goes, all right. I said, it's hot yoga. And, uh, and I said, and, and it's the best thing I've ever done. And you know, that thing that you look for for your entire life. And she said, yeah. I said, I found it mm. and I'm going to teach it. Wow. So this was like right away you knew that. Day one. Yeah. One year, one day later, I taught my first yoga class. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned about losing some weight. Did that become your, an ongoing thing that you wanted to lose weight? Or did, was there some kind of shift that happened with that? I completely forgot about losing the weight. It just mm-hmm. simply didn't even matter anymore. Um, I only like once or twice got frustrated that I wasn't losing weight as fast as I wanted to. And I really didn't realize it, but if you ask me how long it took me to lose the weight to get to what my body is best suited at, it took 18 months total. And in that 18 months I was practicing regularly. I had gone to training. I was practicing. You went to teacher training. Teacher training. Mm -hmm. And we practice 11 classes a week in a hot room. And the only time I really got frustrated in my practice about my weight is when I was at training because body goes into a little bit fight or flight, stressful situation. And instead of losing weight at training, this girl gained weight at training. And what was, was that because of like increased muscle, do you think? Or? Absolutely not. It was um, my 
my, I know my body's response to stress is to yep. hold on yep. to weight. And so I was holding on, I was holding on to the fluids I was holding on to, but it wasn't fat. It was just more like, I was just kind of puffy. Yeah. Is it? And within a few weeks of coming home from training, everything shifted. Now quickly into my practice. So within two months, I had to buy all new jeans and it was back in the day when, you know, everybody was spending $150 on jeans. And so I was kind of bummed, but kind of glad. Kind of excited. Yeah. yeah. So I had, to re, I had to rehome my very fabulous jeans. Wow. But I got new ones. <laughs> <laughs> so as you were going about for this first year, mm. right, I, I want to go back to, to that a little bit. I also know a couple of years earlier, you mentioned about uh, not drinking anymore, not smoking. What effect do you think that even though it was a couple of years into um, letting that go, mm -hmm. did you feel a difference with that? Did you feel like your mindset or your, your calmer? Were you meditating? It was the thing that was missing in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got sober, quit drinking, quit smoking. And there was still some missing component, like this little extra piece. If you've ever read that book called The Missing Piece. Mm. Okay. Well, I finally found my missing piece, except in The Missing Piece, he can't roll as well anymore or something yeah. like that. I could roll perfectly. No, he rolled too fast. He couldn't see anything. It actually helped me roll through life a lot better. So yoga really gave me that missing piece. And that missing piece, I believe, for me, is that connection to myself myself as a as a whole human being yeah. so would you say and i know sometimes early on in recovery people particularly feel like you know a little restless irritable discontent did you feel like the yoga helped that to where you could then access this this feeling of, of being you yeah. yeah yeah i think the yoga helped with that i think it's helped to uh center my mind and also at the same time heal my body um, I know that although I never had what you would consider any health issues um, from, from, from your drinking no yeah. but I know that internally mentally physically emotionally spiritually damage had been done yeah and I knew that every time I was in there practicing there was a detox taking place on every single one of those levels whether i had what i considered a great class or a horrible class it didn't matter i knew something was happening just like we say in class inside out bones to the skin yeah so you felt like like maybe even you could call it um your cells shifting oh absolutely yeah. I, yeah. absolutely and this much into my practice i've I believe I am a completely different person. Every single part of my body has been rebuilt, restructured, reorganized, re-energized. I don't have the same heart I had. Mm -hmm. I don't have the same lungs I had. Literally. Literally. Yeah. And you, you, you've never had to go back to drinking. No. Yeah. I have, but I, I, it's something I really don't even think about. Yeah. I just don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a non-desire. It's yeah. just gone. So it's almost like the, the, the yoga, when, when you went in, it's almost like, I, I want to call it a reset. Like you reset yeah. your life. You reset your body, not only on the physical level, but on the emotional, spiritual, uh, mental level. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say I believe this is that yoga makes me the me that I am supposed to be. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. It's that really powerful. Really it really <laughs> it's is. really yeah. powerful. So the, I, I want to mm. get back a little bit. So you, you started doing the yoga. You went to teacher training really pretty quickly because <laughs> you knew that's what you wanted to do. Yes. You, you came back. And then how quickly did you and Tom decide that you were going to have your own studio? Oh, no. You mean how quickly did Tom decide we were going to have oh, your own studio? Okay. Oh, no. I was going to be a teacher and I was going to teach yoga, mm -hmm. practice yoga, and go to lunch for the rest of my life. Nice. And, and, and wear Lululemon pants. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right, Not yeah. practice in Lululemon. Just wear them. Wear, wear them. Right. Yeah. You don't do yoga in Lululemon. Yeah. So uh, I think... Uh, there, there, there goes our sponsorship opportunity with oh, Lululemon. Oh, please do yoga at Lululemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think it was probably a year and a half into teaching that Tom mm -hmm. said, you know, we should really, uh, we should build a studio because we were, he was tired of commuting. He had a membership in three or four different studios at yeah. that point, And he would just practice wherever he was. And he was a contractor at the time too. Yeah, and he's still a contractor. Still, right. Mm -hmm. You will be able to see his handiwork very soon. You're looking at some of yeah. it right now. But so wherever he was working, he had memberships all around so that he could practice. And he was tired of driving. And he said, we should open a studio. I can build it. You can run it. And I said, well, we includes you. We're in the middle of the Central Valley. There's not a lot of yoga teachers out here. If mm -hmm. you want to open a studio, you should go to training. And he had no intention of ever being a yoga teacher he went to teacher training so that and when, when um, did he go to training uh he went in fall of 2011 okay so about two and a half years after i did yeah year and a half two and a half years and so um he had every reason in the world why he couldn't go you know too busy too busy a project he was a contractor couldn't get away yeah. and training is yeah. nine weeks it's nine I mean, weeks it's an intense nine weeks yes. it's like tougher than boot camp yes you know, it's hard yeah yeah. yeah, and I don't want to put down boot camp, but I've heard people that have come through the training yeah. have said that, that it was tougher than boot camp. Mm -hmm. He's been through boot camp, and yeah. he said this was way tougher. Yeah. Of course, he was 19 when he went through boot camp. You can do anything at 19, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, so we went to training in 2011. Did not have an intention to open a studio right away. He didn't care really if he ever taught or not. Um, we were going to, our kids were older and getting ready to graduate from high school. And so we were going to just, um, I don't know, travel the world for five years and teach in yoga studios all over the place. And anyway, the universe had a different plan. Mm. And so while he was at training, I found this space and, um, we're now proud owners of Bikram Yoga, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Life yeah. has a funny thing of happening, you know, while we're doing yes. something else, right? Yeah. Just like, wow, how did this happen? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe this is a good time. I'm, this is such an incredible studio, so I want to kind of show it off a little bit. Okay. And I'd love to, like, maybe take a few minutes and, and walk around a little bit. Sure. And then come back and, and sit down and, and finish up our, our conversation but. The thing about your studio that I love, you know, and I come down here a couple times a year from where, where I live, and you and Tom have done such an extraordinary job with this studio. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it, too, it's not just the community of the yoga and the yoga students. And I know many of them, and 
and how much they, they love being here and love you and Tom and, and the other teachers. But you've also taken this studio really to the next level recently mm -hmm. and to what, what you're calling the Vibrant Health Center. Yeah. So not only does it encompass yoga, but you have massage, you have body talk, you have infrared sauna, halo therapy, and float tanks. Yes. I think I got everything. I think you got there. everything. Yeah, but no running parts. Here, right, but okay? tomorrow's another day. But, but <laughs> yeah. tomorrow's another day. So you, you've, you've really developed this all-encompassing, um, not, I wouldn't call it exclusive, I would call it more inclusive mm -hmm. healing for different things. And I know many people will come in and even like, you know, do yoga and then go on the float tank. Mm -hmm. Or they'll come in and they'll do a 20 minute infrared sauna session with the halo therapy and then go in and do yoga. Oh yeah. Or they'll do yoga and then they'll come out and do massage. Sure. So you, you've really encompassed all of that to give people really that space. And mm -hmm. I know I've heard this a lot from, from different people that they come because this is their 90 minutes for themselves yeah. and nobody else, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I hear that a lot from, from uh, women too that are really busy, that have family and kids and a job. And this is really their place mm -hmm. that they can call themselves. It's like on the yoga mat, a yoga mat's like 24 by 68 inches, about. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like a magic carpet. It is ride. a magic carpet, right? Yeah, absolutely. So with yeah. that being said, Let's take a, a little stroll around and you can show yeah. off your studio because it is so incredible. All right, we'll take a magic carpet ride sure. around the Let, studio. Let's go. Okay. Follow us around. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start down oh, here with you. the yoga room? Sure, we can start with the yoga room. That's hey. where the magic happens. Okay, so just tell us where we're going here. Okay, so right now we're in the lobby and you can enter the lobby from two ends. We have a pretty big space. That's one of the great things about being in the Central Valley in California is there's a lot of space, and so our studio is 5,200 square feet. Um, this is the yoga room, and uh, yeah, so. Wow. I know, it's beautiful. And uh, so my husband- uh, now, now, now there's mirrors in here, and yes. not all yoga studios have mirrors. Correct. I mean, the mirror with, you know, Bikram yoga is really an integral part of the yoga. Mm -hmm. Why are the mirrors there? There are so many different answers to why we have mirrors. First of all, when you first come in, the mirror is there to help you with your alignment. Uh -huh. um, for instance, teachers up there on the podium uh, explaining what to do, how to do, the effect of doing it, and you're looking in the mirror at yourself and you're trying to apply what that teacher is saying to your body and it helps to have that visual because most of us don't come in here with a mind-body connection. We have to look at it and see it and go, is that my knee that is bending? And I'm supposed to lock it. And you look at it, and you look at it, and you look at it, and eventually one day, bam, it's locked. Yeah, wow. And it helps to have that visual yeah. tool. And I know for me, and I've heard this for other people, that um, it really helps us accept who we are. It's like a self-esteem uh, tool that helps us because so many of us have struggled with those issues, especially yep. maybe if you're dealing with addiction or recovery type yes. issues self-esteem isn't very good yeah. and i know sometimes it's it's difficult and when i started i didn't want to look at myself in the mirror. oh yeah i had a very difficult time looking at myself in the mirror especially the first time i walked in this room with those little shorty shorts with the strings on the side <laughs> yeah i wanted to just about die yeah. um but you uh first you learn to see yourself 
then you learn to accept yourself and then you learn to love yourself and that's what the mirrors are for yeah, cool yeah so what what else are you going to show us okay come on we'll show you okay. this so that was the yoga room and we'll just take a zip down do you want to go this way do you want to yeah. show oh, yeah, this we can off? go this way yes so next is the infrared sauna and you'll see on the side of the infrared sauna there's this little extra machine hanging right there and see, this is this Yep, this is a halo therapy machine. And so what this does is it pumps dry salt, pharmaceutical grade salt into the air and they're a very fine mist. And you can sit in there with heat or without um, and, and just simply sitting in there breathing. It's very cleansing to the respiratory system. The easiest way I can describe it is it's like a toothbrush and a sponge for your lungs. It's also great for uh, if you have psoriasis, any kind of acne, chronic skin conditions. But especially where we live in the Valley this is in the United States for um, hay fever. Wow. And so this really helps with that. And especially with all the fires we had in California this mm -hmm. past year, lifesaver. Wow. So, so people will come in and not only will, will they sit in the infrared sauna, but yeah. they will, you'll also turn on sure. uh, the halo. Yep. And so while they're, it's about 20 minute session normally. Halo therapy is 20 minutes and infrared you can sit in there for up to 45 minutes. Wow. And so um, infra infrared's great because it's a very gentle heat. It's not like that dry heat or that, you know, it's not a forced heat. It's very gentle and, and your body warms up but the air doesn't necessarily warm up. So you can breathe and you can stay in there for extended lengths of time. It's great to go in before class, especially if you have some chronic uh, you know, just injury or joint stiffness or anything mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. um, helps to warm you up mm -hmm. and lubricate you before class. Cool. Sometimes I just go in there because I don't like being cold and it gets me toasty. Yeah. Let me close this okay. door. There we go. Okay, so. Okay. We've got a room over here where currently it's waiting for the next great thing, but we, my husband does have a monthly, men, a weekly men's meeting. Oh, nice. There. So it's kind of a sitting room and gathering. For now. Yeah. Um, here's a massage room. Now you have two massage rooms. We have two massage rooms so and three massage of... therapists. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So this one, this is her room all by herself. And here's our lobby. And um, okay, plug for Waymat. We love you guys. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Um, and the front desk, which I love. And I, Tom built this front desk. He did. He designed and built the whole studio. This right. was um, four walls and a cement floor. And wow. so he designed everything. The only thing I picked out was the purple wall and the picture of the, the pictures of the teachers. On wow. That was it. Okay. We'll come on down the hall. Yeah. I, I, I love this little poster right here does this come out very well it might be backwards it's, it's backwards it, the lace it looks like yeah. it there yeah floated yeah yeah and so here's our second massage room and so this room actually had been originally scheduled to be my office but then I realized I liked being out interacting with my teachers my students and my friends and I can work out there just as easy as I could in an office and so we turned it into a massage room wow and this is our quilt room. And this is what we added last year. And there goes the light. And so this is our quilt therapy pod. And this is uh, 200 gallons water, 800 pounds of Epsom salts, water temperature. Uh, we can go in there, close the lid, and sail away to another planet for 60 minutes. Now, now this is, how much salt do you use in there? 
about 800 pounds of Epsom salts. 800 pounds. 800 pounds. So you're literally floating on top. On top of the water. Yeah, and you have like soft music playing normally, is that you right? I play soft music. I generally turn the lights off when I float, it's up to you. Um, but I like as little sensory input as possible so that my brain can go into true theta, which is the rest repair yeah. state. So one hour in here is about four hours of deep REM sleep. That's oh, the wow. healing effects it has on your body. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are you going to show us? Um, these you are utility rooms back here, nothing too exciting. I'll show you the ladies changing room though. Which it looks a lot like the men's, but it's a little bit fancier. So don't get jealous, Michael. So I was pretty particular when we designed it that I wanted to have a makeup bar and close-up mirrors because us ladies love that. Wow! Look at this. <laughs> yeah. And, this uh, is not your grandmother's yoga studio. No, it's not your grandmother's yoga studio. Grandma, yet. Okay. And then five showers in here. Five showers. Five showers. Look at yeah. this. So, and, and Tom had done a lot of bathrooms, is that right? As, oh, yeah. as a contract. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at this. This is like probably the nicest shower anywhere. Yeah. They're pretty great. You have lockers and little cubbies. And, yeah. Wow. This is beautiful. So, that's, that's our home away from home. Or maybe your home is the home away from home. Maybe I, this I is your home. I feel like home is home away from home. This is way more decorated. For Christmas at home this year, I didn't even decorate, but the studio was decorated. Yeah. Yeah, this is our family. This is where One we're of the things we didn't show too much, it's pretty bright in I here know, it's today, bright. but um, maybe I can turn like this a little bit. The lounge but it's area. But kind of a, the lounge area, some chairs, some sitting. Maybe it can show a little bit better like this. Let me stand way back like this. So you can see all the way down there to the other door. This is a big, beautiful space that you guys really created. Yeah, we got pretty fortunate with this space, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's sit back down again. Okay. So what I want to talk to you about owning this studio okay. a little bit, about you and Tom owning it. And what your experience is now as yoga teachers and having this community of students here and what that really means and, and what the students are getting out of mm. this community. Mm. I mean, I know it's hard to speak for them, but speak for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Where do I want to start? I don't know. At the top. What is it like? Um, you know, we... Uh, we had a choice and, and we knew with our kids graduating high school soon that we could move anywhere we wanted to. And we decided that this is where we made our home. Our kids were born here, raised here. And so we decided that as a gift back to our community, we would offer help and well-being and a different way to live life. Mm -hmm. And that was our intention from the very beginning when we built this studio. Mm -hmm was that it was a gift to our community. And so for us to see our community and receive this gift, um, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's, it's the best feeling. Now when I drive around town or I go shopping and, and I see students all the time 
everywhere and they come up like in the parking lot and hug me in front mm. of their families and say, this is my yoga teacher. <laughs> um, because I remember what that's like. Yeah. Um, the impact that different teachers have had on me in my life. And um, it's, uh, it's, it truly is our family. Our families don't mm-hmm. live close. And so when we have our holidays, it's usually with, um, with our yoga family. Mm. Um, we knew we wouldn't be together with our yoga families on actual Thanksgiving. So we had a, a celebration the Saturday before and it was, uh, that's what it was. It was, it was yeah. our yoga family. Yeah. And uh, this is where we spend most of our time and our, our love and our attention and our care. And we're fortunate that our children are older, that we, we really do have the time and attention. This is like our new baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or six. Yeah. Um, and, and just to hear from our students that this is their space they love. This is where they come to get away from everything else. Or this is where they come because they know that I'll hug them and they can cry. Yeah. So it's like, it's a safe place for... It's a very safe place. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. earlier, I've, I met one of your students and we were talking to him. I think he said he was 70 years, 71 years yeah. old. He had been doing this now almost three years? Or almost two and a half years. Two, two and a half mm-hmm. years. And when he first started, um, he had some back issues uh, with, with some of his, um, with some of his discs. Mm-hmm. And he said at the time when he came in, he was probably 80, 90% disabled yes. and was worried about going to a chair, mm-hmm. to a wheelchair. And now today, um, he said he was maybe, he felt like he was maybe 7 to 10% disabled. <laughs> and he's only been coming twice a week. Twice a week for two and a half years. Right. And did not start until he was 69, 68, 69 years old. Right. So just that alone yeah his future looks very different today than his future looked two and a half years yeah. ago he's in his 70s at starting a new career who does that yeah who sees that kind of possibility and his himself? daughter brought him in his daughter brought him in. but she doesn't come anymore but he does yeah you know a lot of times the young kids and i've experienced this with my own kids they already feel great yeah so when they when it when it would be a good time for them to start practicing, they're like, I don't even feel good. I don't want to go spend ninety minutes there. So they wait till they're a little bit broken down. But you know, his future looks very different. When he first came, he would literally get out of bed in the morning and crawl to the bathroom. Wow. And he's not doing that anymore. No. Yeah. no. Well, and then 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 we were talking to somebody else today too. I'm not sure how old she is, 35, 40 years old. I knew that she had some back issues and mm-hmm. had been struggling with some other health issues yeah. as well. And she's been doing it now for about a year, is that right? Yeah. And what's happened with her? Oh, wow. So her, uh, her pain is, is significantly reduced. Her range of motion is reduced. But more than anything, she now works here. Her, her range <laughs> of motion is reduced? Or her boob, sorry, it's, 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 it's expanded. Increased. Okay. It's increased. It's increased. She has the ability to concentrate she can stand still in class where before it was she literally could not be in her own skin in front of that mirror wow couldn't do it so like what we were talking about yeah. before like she couldn't yeah. look at herself yeah. and now she can yeah she talked on camera today i mean that's yes. huge yeah 
Yeah. And is, is there another student that you can think of that maybe sticks out to you that's had some big, huge shift? Yeah. Yeah. One of my students who in the past uh, oh, 36 hours just delivered her very first baby. Wow. And so for a student to come and trust us enough to practice throughout their entire pregnancy, and it's a very personal choice, and she was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. She was here until probably two or three days before she delivered her baby, and she trusted us not only with her own well-being, but that of her very first child. Wow. That is huge. Yeah. It's one thing to trust us with your life, but when you trust us with the life of another, that releases a lot. Yeah, it does. So there's really, I mean, really, you can even do this yoga. If you are breathing, you can do this yoga. Yeah. I don't care if you are in a chair, if you're on a walker, if the doctor says you'll never be able to whatever, whatever, whatever for the rest of your life, as long as you're breathing, there is hope. Yeah. I will never take hope away from you. Yeah. Walk in, hobble in, roll in, however you get here, get here. I found that too. I mean, not only my personal experience, but other people's experience that I've seen people literally start the yoga in a bed after an accident. Yes. And they've never done it before and are now teachers. Yeah. Like I mean, that. More, more than once. Just like that. Yeah. I mean, one of my teachers is also a skydiver. And in August, she was in a skydiving accident and broke both sides of her pelvis. Yeah. And, um, and her, her rehabilitation process has been significantly reduced just by coming and practicing yoga. Took her about two and a half months to get in here and her practice is actually stronger and more focused now than it ever has before. And as a yoga teacher, she's been here for 15 years, she has a different appreciation for the practice. She actually sees the gift in her accident. So she's actually developed her practice deeper yes. as a result of the accident yes, she, than she was before. Yeah, and that's what I found so fascinating is she used that experience not as, well, I can't do yoga anymore. I can't do it as good as I used to because I hurt myself. She's actually used it as, as, a, as a tool to improve her yeah. body and her mind. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So it, as we come to the end of our, our discussion today, our conversation, like somebody new, what would you say to somebody new that's never done this yoga before? Do you have a couple of tips that you might be able to give? Yeah, I do. I would say come in with an open mind because you never know what can happen. In fact, any class, any day, you never know what can happen. I love to walk in that room and say to myself, anything can happen. Um, second of all, it doesn't matter if you like it or you don't. Your body loves it. So if you come and you take your first class and you go, that was horrible, it was hot, and I hated it, and I never want to go back again, let that be your first thought. And then an hour later, please pay attention to how you feel. And if you feel even a little bit better than you did before you walked in that room, come back tomorrow. Yeah. And the last thing I would say is, no matter what, don't quit. Ever. Yeah. If you can only come once a week, come once a week. Yeah. If you can only, you know, if you can come every day, come every day. When you can come to class, come to class. And when you can't, you can't. 
and that's okay. Yeah. But it does never has to be all or nothing. Just show up. Just show up, keep coming. Yeah. I mean, from 2008 when you first started, it's, mm. it's 2019 now. And not only have you not stopped, but no. now you have your own yoga studio. Yeah. 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 So that's great. And, and everything that you've gone through, whether it was that initial decision to lose weight or struggling with, with drinking and smoking and letting all that go, and then seeing all these different things that your students have experienced and, you know, getting over back pain or, or being pregnant. I mean, all sorts of different things. Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty, pretty incredible life. So just briefly, what do you guys do for fun? <laughs> yoga. Uh, yeah. Um, Other than yoga. Go to, we love to go up to the mountains. Um, we go up to a cabin um, up here in the foothills. We love to go to the mountains. We love to go out to dinner. We love to go scuba diving. And um, what else? We love hanging out with our kids. Yeah. Our kids cool. are pretty awesome human yeah. beings. Yeah. Yeah, they're 22. I've met them both. And, yeah, yeah, they're 22, yeah. they're 25. They have totally cool lives. And so we like to just hang out with them and find out what's going on in their totally nice, cool lives. Nice. Yeah. Will you hold my book up? Oh, I love to read. That's what I do for fun. <laughs> Falling Down, Getting Up. Again, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere else, just go to fallingupradio.com and there's a link there. You can get a free copy of this book. I invite you to do that. And the other thing, I really like these these caps, these falling up radio. These I know, it looks hats. good on you. I don't and think we, I've we, ever seen you in one. We got some, we're getting some delivered mm -hmm. today, some, some more of these. Um, so let me know if, if you want one. And the other thing, again, I mean, the reason I, I interviewed Jonalyn today is because she has such a great story, her and Tom, such a great, compelling story. And we really can, no matter where we where we start from, it's never too late to start from scratch once again. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I would invite you to put a note on our Facebook page, uh, fallingupsecrets.com. It's again, the link is on the website. And to share this with your friends and to let other people know as well. And that, you know, the website isn't just about, you know, healing from pain or all these other things. The reason we want to get back up is to have a kick-ass life, to have fun, to go to the mountains, to spend time with kids, to go diving and all that other. So, again, I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we will talk to you soon on the next episode of Falling Up Radio. Say goodbye, Jonalyn. Bye, Jonalyn.